0: Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Amazing to have you here. Today, I am talking with co-founder Flickr Williams all about the ups and downs of starting their business, My Big Moments. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. So good to have you here. I have to a confession to make. I feel like I've lost my podcast mojo. We did a massive batch a while ago, and this is the first episode where I'm kind of back on the mic after about a month or so. <laughs> and I've had to do so many takes on just the intro, so... You know, bear with me. Sometimes I am a little bit out of practice, but it's so great to be back and sharing today's episode with you. So, this week on the podcast, I'm chatting with Flickr Williams, who is the co founder of the award winning book series and publishing house called My Big Moments, which is aimed at helping little people through life's big moments. They launched in the first of November, 2019. Great timing. Uh, But they are all about building personalized children's picture books to help kids cope with life's challenges, changes and milestones and to really support parents as well. I do love this story. I love where Flickr came from, which is a brand agency background and now building this business, all the ups and downs. And I do want to bring some more founder stories to you. So I hope that you enjoy this one. Let's dive in. Flickr, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Thank you. So good to have you here. Now you are the founder, -founder co-founder of My Big Moments, which is a business that really looks at supporting children or preparing children for life in this complex world, as you say. (laughs) Uh, And so I'd love to know, where were you before you did this? What were you doing before you decided to start your business?
1: Um, so before we did this, I um, used to work in branding, so I um, was a designer. So worked across um, New Zealand and also Melbourne, London and Sydney. So um, yeah, branding background and also packaging. So a lot of design. So that was sort of my life before kids. Yeah. Um, loved it, worked at a company called Interbrand, which, um, you know, we um, worked with some amazing clients and it was just lots of fun working across a huge range of different different projects and different complexities and you know a lot of problem solving so it was really exciting and I absolutely loved it um, and then I guess you know the good old got married and then got pregnant yes. <laughs> and went on maternity leave and I was like hmm this agency world and kids is it going to match so that was kind of um, that was kind of my background before kids and um, and then I kind of realized, okay, well, I think I need to change things up a little bit to be able to run this family family life. And how do I incorporate my design skills, which I still love, and the people I've met on the way, which I, you know, a lot of context there. And, you know, so I guess that was, um, yeah, that was what sort of led us to do something different. test what we could do. And
0: so how did you meet your business partner, Hannah?
1: So Hannah actually married my cousin. So... <laughs> Keeping it in the family. Keeping it in the family. So yeah, keeping it pretty tight. So she um she married my cousin and was living um living next door on the farm next door to my parents. So very close, but I was actually over in Sydney. So um I And your had
0: parents a, were in New Zealand. Parents in New Zealand yeah. and
1: my family, and um they were on the farm of my brothers, and she married my cousin on the next door farm. And so met through, through him and yeah, and so Abad's obviously in Salam living in Sydney and she came over to Sydney for a, um, a writer's course. And she just sort of gave me a call and said, I'm coming to stay. And I was like, hey, great, come on over. By then I'd had um, my first daughter, Gigi. So um, she came on over and she was doing the course and we're like, oh, let's you know sneak in a cheeky little lunch, can't we, somewhere, get, um, get my husband to look after Gigi. And um, yeah, we went down to, I think we are just, just down the beach in Bondi and having a few glasses, bottles of rose. And um, I started talking to her about personalized picture books. And I was, I'd seen a few around and I had seen a few sort of concepts of how they were working. And I was like, oh, that's just really, really interesting. Um, there's something in that, I'm not quite sure what it is. And so I'd, already, I'd always been interested in them. And then Hannah was doing the, the writer's course and she, and and you know, we'd both, we were talking also about our kids and how it had been pretty full on bringing out, you know, little people away from your mom and dad, because essentially mm. her parents were living away as well. Um, you know, and, and not even that, it's just what a huge transition it is. You know, yeah. it's massive. And, you know, they don't come with a guidebook, which would be great. <laughs> it didn't come, didn't fall out. <laughs> yes. It didn't fall out. Um, so we we're talking about that. And then we sort of mixed our ideas. You know, she was interested in, um, you know, these sort of milestones we were talking, talking about at the start, which became the big moments. I was interested in the personalized picture books. So we kind of, the idea got merged, personalized picture books for big moments.
0: So what was she doing before you guys started working together?
1: She was, um, she sort of got a marketing background okay. in journalism. She was writing a lot. Um, yeah and just starting to get into sort of picture book writing. So okay. she was, yeah, she'd written a couple of um, couple of books and she was just getting into a writing. Before that, she had been in London working for a bit of, you know, doing a bit of marketing and journalism. So yeah, she was sort of on a similar-ish journey trying to figure out how mm-hmm. to use the previous skills and move into our next stage of life with, with the family.
0: It's such a massive thing, isn't it? I mean, that's how I started my business was actually yeah. helping girlfriends, who yes. were on maternity leave figure out how to start their businesses. Yeah, yeah, just, it's, it's just, huge. It's it's such a common thing. Yes, and it's so interesting as well because, like you said, it's you know it is such a huge transition. Nobody yeah. really talks about it that much. No, so nobody don't. realizes like the shock that you go into when all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden you've got this baby with no yeah. uh, with no manual. And yeah. you've also just left the world of really, I guess, mentally stimulating, yeah. high pressure, you know, high action exactly. kind of environment. And now you're in home <laughs> with the baby that sleeps like most of the time wondering what the hell you're going to do yeah. now.
1: exactly. Rocking so, the cot. <laughs> yeah,
0: so interesting, so interesting. And yeah. so once you both spoke about that, yeah. how did you go from, rosé beach conversations to actually let's
1: do this what was that period what did you do well I went away and I had a good think about it and I was like okay well if Hannah can write and she's an amazing writer um and I'd worked a lot with printers through my design background and I knew the branding side of things I knew I couldn't illustrate the books that wasn't I'd love to but I was gonna look I can't do that (laughs) so I could I could see a vision for for the for the business like every you know there were parts that i couldn't do and i knew but i knew how to outsource it like i knew okay printer you know the printers a website i knew some good people um illustrator i've worked with some good illustrators so i I had a vision and none of it looked too too hard too like too difficult to get my head around Mm. so i rang hannah it must have been i must have been thinking about it for a couple of weeks maybe a month just mulling it over And then I rang Hannah and she picked up the phone. I was like, hi, it's me. She's like, hey, what's up? And I was like, so you know that idea? She's like, yes. I was like, we're doing it. She was like, okay. Yeah. I just thought it was one of those chats. And I was like, nah, let's do it. And
0: so was she working at the time?
1: (laughs) Well, she was a little bit like me. She had little kids as well. So she was sort of juggling around.
0: And were you guys on maternity leave?
1: uh or yes. had you left? I, I was on maternity leave I had not technically left but yeah. I was on maternity leave Hannah was not her kids were a little bit older than mine she was doing um a bit of like journalism and all of that sort freelancing of, she was freelancing yeah. so she was quite um sort of open and you know to to doing something different so it really was that moment of let's just give it a go and let's just see where it goes and just taking that leap you just gotta go You're like okay yeah
0: so interesting and so what about the financials what about costing it out and that sort of thing how did you go through that
1: process well that's like a crystal ball process <laughs> it really just is. lick your finger put it in the air and see what yeah. happens yeah. you're like okay so I went away and I gathered as much information as I could about costings and just started wading through it like I mean yeah just trying to figure it out you, you there's a lot of guesswork But the more you can try and na-da-da, na-da-da, the better set you are to try and put together a business plan of, okay, this is what we think it looks like. Does this, is this a financially viable business? Because if, you know, you're starting something and there's no way of, you know, there's, it's going to be an incredible grind from the start. then It's just difficult. My husband's actually, he works in finance. So we brought him on. Handy. So we brought him on as our CFO. So he's our <laughs> CFO. And so I went away and gathered up as many costs as I could. And then we started plugging into this mega spreadsheet. So getting it all in there um, as much as we could. And then um, we got the accountants on board right from the get-go. And we were like, okay, is this viable? You know, is this gonna work? And yeah, we, we could see we could definitely if things slotted into the way we thought, and we we added in a lot of contingency builds as well which was very important say for our website name a price double it every time if you're doing quite a build um
0: always good to have a bit of fat in there you need to have the fat yeah that's really interesting so before you did anything you did all the numbers and then you got an accountant involved to actually see whether it was viable or not yeah I think my question as well is because of the model that you had chosen which is personalized It's different to printing 100,000 books and then just saying, okay, well, this is our profit margin on it, et cetera.
1: Yeah. You know, doing that individual. Yeah. It's a different, it's a completely different model because basically we couldn't print. We can't, you can't bulk print. Yeah. We're we're on demand, right? So what was interesting about this is I could get a, yeah, I finally found the printers that had the quality that we needed. And so we got a, a price per book. From then, how much it was cost, you know, going to cost for them to make? So we could price it up, um, and then yeah, it was just figuring out, um, you know, figuring out how how it would all come together. So the the thing with on demand is you can't print in China, like I'm sorry, overseas. You know, you can't print in Asia. You've got to be printing in Australia. So it does push your price margin up. Why? Because um, in Australia, it's more expensive to print. So no, So why can't
0: you do print on demand from another country? It's just too far.
1: Yeah. It's too far. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's
0: too far. So, so the cost of individual and then shipping and everything. Yeah. yeah,
1: right. yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's basically and the time turnaround. So we like to have our books to our um, customers within 10 days. Yeah. So roughly. So the time lag was just too much. Yeah. So it's just a different model. But what you get when you're dealing with on demand, which is really interesting is that you don't have to house a lot of stock. Right, yeah. and it's also what we learned that was really good about this sort of financially and time wise was that the printers were going to take care of all of the logistics, right? So from there, they would print the, so they would print the book and they were, it would come straight off their press and it would go straight out to the customer. It's like which, drop shipping. Drop shipping. It's exactly right. So drop shipping is a mum's best friend. <laughs>
0: And you don't have to hold
1: stock yeah you don't have to hold stock and you don't have to run the admin you know run the admin of trying to get to the post office all the time yeah 100% oh my gosh yeah so yeah so we figured out it was quite a different financial model to the publishing model yeah um, but we kind of had to price it out as per book so yeah
0: okay and so how did you know whether the market would bear what you wanted to charge for these books was it just taking a look at the other books that were similar in the market yeah and exactly. were they kind of around the same
1: yeah we um we sort of we had a look at the other books and then we found it was very similar um we actually a little bit cheaper we found we've actually been able to get a little bit under um we had a sort of a goal where we felt comfortable um Of where we wanted our books to be and so we tried to work backwards from that and the printers came to the party so we were able to achieve that which was really good.
0: Awesome and how did you project demand?
1: That is also crystal balling it's such a hard one isn't it? But the beautiful thing with on demand is that you know you you know you, you're not you're not having to house all this stock you know like we don't have to say okay we need to do a print run of 2000 and are we going to run out you know it's just going to flow so um we sort of we put a step you know put a stab in the you know a stick in the sand of some goals that we wanted to get to um and yeah I guess how many we're sort of 18 months in and we're sort of we're getting there and it's you know it's, it's working. So yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so what was your marketing strategy
0: around it? Like what sort of things, like how did you sit and work out where yeah. you were going to market and where you were going to invest your budget and even coming up yeah. with that marketing budget? Cause I know that you were saying that Hannah's obviously come from a marketing background. So that's always Andy as well. Yes. Yeah. So how did you plan that out?
1: Well um, so we kind of, the plan was um, we definitely, it was sort of how many sort of funnels could we get it into? So we knew, um, so we focused on Instagram. That was a big, a big area for us. Um, we looked at a few others. We opened, you know, we looked at Twitter and a few other sort of social media um, ideas and Instagram was definitely the best fit for us. We worked with a, um, a PR um, strategist, girl called Kelly, and she was great. So she focused on, okay, who are the influencers that we're going to work with? So it was a, a mixture of Instagram, sort of um, us posting and getting out our information, influencers, um, digital advertising. Um, that was major for us. But that's, you know, that's quite a challenge in itself as a new business. We've found mm. it's, it's hard. Mm. Um, and then getting out there, grassroots, talking to people, starting to talk to teachers, starting to talk to um, sort of um hospitals and you know ideas around our um around our book topics like how could we get in front of people um podcasts which we've been doing um so it was a range a range of different things and you know when you're starting a new business like that was sort of a for us it was sort of like right let's just let's go and let's see what sticks you know yeah (laughs) it was pretty relaxed (laughs) Awesome,
0: and because uh, you started in twenty sixteen, yeah, yeah. So the business has been going for a while, and uh, and so when you were kind of doing, were you doing Instagram and that from the beginning?
1: Well, we started building. We came up with the idea in twenty sixteen, and okay. then yeah. So we've been launched for about uh, eighteen months. Oh, okay, all yeah. right. So we're quite new. Like, so yeah. it
0: took a while to kind of get it up and running
1: it did take a while yep yeah, it definitely did okay so what happened in those yeah building out that time was quite key so within within that time frame it was end of 2016 so 2017 and then we launched what's that 2019 was it yeah yeah so it was two um,
0: years in concept before. two watch. years
1: in concept yeah but so we had a few challenges in there which was um we had a there was a major earthquake back in New Zealand yes Um, epicenter was pretty much under the farm Mm -hmm. at home and so hannah lost three houses it was full on Um, well like farm cottages their main house on the farm Um, that happened actually not too far after i called hannah and said hey let's do this idea and we're like yep let's do it and i think it may have been about two weeks later that the earthquake happened and she was literally in a situation Mm. a big moment and then having to deal with um, the trauma that came from the back of that, and that is when we knew that our books had a purpose, a real purpose to help parents, because she had just been through something so traumatic um, that you know she needed the resources, and where were they? So that was um, that was really full on, and so that sort of paused her side of the project for a bit of substantial amount of time. Um, so while well, she could sort of get her feet back on the ground and then mm. um, what happened, uh, we sort of got going again and that was great. And then uh, we got a fun, we found a illustrator who we adore Marco. He's amazing. Um, and then he, unfortunately, his wife got really sick. And so he went on pause for six months um, while she recovered so that, you know, that was, that was just one of life's things. Um, and then <laughs> I think I got pregnant and I had a child. So you see, there was a huge <laughs> journey. Lots of us. things. Lots of things fam- that, um, that made it a, a lot longer than we'd anticipated. But, you know, as we've learned, <laughs> we just roll with it what we roll with the family stuff we roll with what happens because you know that's just the reality mm. um, it, particularly now with COVID and stuff that's just the reality of of how it all works so it took some time wow. but we got there we showed yeah. some, we showed some grit <laughs>
0: <laughs> which every business needs for sure okay awesome so I want to go back to some of the marketing stuff how did you find it working with influencers at the beginning
1: yeah great we um there are a lot of we, we have you know they've been really really good in terms of we've had a lot of pickup with our books um you know they they're interested in the concept and that's really good I think one of the things we learned early early on was that we um because it was you know we we're getting quite close to the the deadline of launching and stuff so we sent the influencers the books straight from the printers which was a bit of a fail bit of a learning there was like actually now we we get the books ourselves we um write a little note we make them special and then we send them out which is really important so um that was a learning um and but we've just done another round working with influencers and it's it's really good for our brand it works really well okay awesome yeah. and so are
0: they paid influencers Are they free influencers like how Pay have you found
1: okay yeah we, yeah because yeah, our marketing budget is small so we can only <laughs> you know yeah. we're dealing with a small so we um, you know we send them a book um, particularly if their child's going through one of the situations so let's say you know baby on the way they're having a bubba it's perfect starting school you know so quite a timely fit which is good
0: yeah that's great and do you guys do the research on that or do you have people that help you Mixture. mixture
1: okay so we've worked with um we've worked with Simone um she's helped us um with a bit of that and we also do it ourselves and yeah. then we're now also working with a um, girl Julia she Julia Farrakhan. she's been amazing as well and she runs all our PR so she does a little bit of it as well so,
0: yeah Julia's been on the podcast we love her fantastic yeah, yeah. oh so good that's great and so what have been some of the lessons that you've learned? Like if you could look back and go, if I had known that or if I could have changed this, what yeah. were what some things where you're like, oh, I wish we had done this at the beginning?
1: Well, yeah, there was definitely that sent, personalize whatever you're sending to influencers. Yeah. Make it special, especially if you are doing a free push, right? Yeah, That was definitely one of the learnings. Um, Another learning is um, as a parent, timelines are very hard to stick to with so many moving parts. So we do tend to um, build huge buffers into our timelines. Family, like we've learned that now we used to do a book in half the time we now give the allocated space. So we buffer in a lot of extra time in any timelines and any deadlines. Um, Building your team is crucial. So the people that you pick um, are the people that, um, you know, they need to be, for us, they're almost like family. You know, they, um, we got it right and we spent a lot of time getting it right. So that was one of the things that we knew and we did learn and we stuck to. So that was really, really good. Um, and also um, sort of, you know, a business partner, you know, having a business partner is great really, really good. That's been an awesome learning is that doing it with someone else is so much fun. And especially as a parent, you've got someone to bounce back on. So Hannah and I have found when she's got free time or she's got clear, clear space, I'm smashed with something's happened. So it bounces. So that's been one of our great learnings of how to, how to bumble along with each other and look after each other. And when someone's done, you pick it up. So it, mm. it it flows really well. Um, those have probably been our big learning. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. That's so good. And so what's the plan now for the future? What are some of your goals that you've got for the business?
1: Well, we've got some exciting things happening um, coming up next, sort of later in the year, which we're just, we can't quite release yet. Yeah. But it's very exciting. <laughs> We hope, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, and one of our big goals is to go offshore. So well, we're already Australia and New Zealand because I'm based in Australia and Hannah's in New Zealand. But yeah. the biggest goal is to, because we are um, on demand, it means we basically have these printer hubs. So you, we want to be able to put some printer hubs over in the UK, the US. Yeah, so amazing. A big goal, yeah. Yeah, Hopefully. that's exciting. And then another book is starting to come to fruition so that's happening as well
0: so i did want to talk about that as well so the books that you've got are for ages two to seven at the moment yeah uh you've got things like you know that's not the plan which is overcoming challenges and obstacles ready for school uh baby on the way goodbye comet yeah handling life's big questions i feel like i might need that even though my kids (laughs) are a bit older because i get some doozies uh the hospital trip as well so where do you get the ideas from and who writes the book? Does Hannah write them?
1: Hannah writes the book. So she, um, we come up with the idea of what we want to do next. And then we um, go into a research phase where we start talking to our experts. Um, so we work with a little team and they, um, they help us know, you know, let us know whether we're on the right track and, um, you know, what we're saying is really going to help. So they're very much expert based and, you know, knowledge based around the topic. Um, Hannah then, um, she starts writing them. She, got, she does a lot of that part and she works a lot with, you know, a lot with them. And then she builds out the story and plans it all up. And then once she's about three quarters of the way through, we work with, um, we also, you know, work with um, editors and, you know, a similar process to what you would go through if you were publishing a book. We try to make it as close as possible because we want that quality of a published book. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so that's fine. And then once she gets to the um, end of it, the illustrator comes on, Marco and um, Joe and myself also come in. And then we start start brainstorming, you know, like the color palette, you know, how it's going to play out and start storyboarding the whole story. And then it will bounce back to Hannah a little bit and then bounce forward, bounce around. And then Marco will roll that and then it comes to me to build it. So, and so yeah.
0: how long does that process take?
1: We've just timelined art, um, art the new book, and we're giving it a year this time.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. So, we're starting in September. This is the plan. Marco doesn't know this yet. Hey, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> if he listens to the podcast, he will now. We're listening yep. <laughs> to, you're going to know. Yeah. So, he comes in for about a two month stint, um, in the middle of it. Two, it takes about two months for him to do the illustrations and it's a year process we have done books much faster than this but we have realized that to do it comfortably around running a business and um and family and life then it's about a year yeah so, so interesting yeah
0: uh and so and why did you decide to go with personalized because it is i mean i guess it does it does happen like we mentioned earlier the scalability i guess Um, of how many you can sell
1: was was did you guys talk about that so personalization it's it's been really useful because it gave us that that business model that lets us um that gives us sort of more freedom we're not we're self-published essentially right so because it goes through our website it gives us a point of difference and it gives us that opportunity to go offshore quite easily which is good Um, and the thing we also learned with, um, with personalization is that it's a, it's an amazing tool for the kids, right? So when we're dealing with these topics, um, what personalization does putting them in the story is it increases their engagement with the story, which means that they are better enabled to, better enabled to absorb the information and the learnings, which is really, really good. So, um, you know, they, they are engaged with the story. They feel like they're a part of it. So they're going to take on those lessons a lot more, um, which was a great, you know, it's a great thing for that style of books. So we thought that they went really, you know, hand in hand. I mean, it's a bit harder, you know, like without jumping on with a publisher, you're really doing it all yourself Mm. and we've learned. You know, I guess Hannah's a writer, is the illustrator. I work a little bit as the publisher. It is an enormous amount of books. Um, sorry, an enormous amount of work. So um, yeah, it kind of hinders you a little bit in terms of you can't jump into that network. But financially, we thought it was a better fit for us as well. Okay. Awesome. I hope that answers that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, it does. I think, it, I think it's interesting like why people decide to go with the business models that they do. Yes. Um, because personalization I guess like you said it's it's definitely uh you know it's not like you can just like a bookstore could order 100 or something like that it's it's a very yes. different model but yeah I if mean they, if that's if that's they, where you saw the gap in the market
1: they can technically we're actually starting to dabble a little bit into bookshops so okay. yeah so um yeah we've actually got them stocked just we're just testing it and um had them in Sydney and also in, in New Zealand. So, so just as a character in the book rather than the name? Yeah, you can actually do a generic. So it's just a test because we are so passionate about that personalized. But it's like, hey, well, how can we offer our service, you know, through the bookshop so that people can still access our materials? Um, and we can, like our printer can print off 100 quite quickly. So that's not a problem. But if we wanted to do a bulk number, then financially it's better off to go offshore. So we, there is flexibility in that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see where it lands. Um, yeah, which we, is something we'll be looking at next year to see whether we it is a good idea to tackle those um, to tackle those books that bookshop option, whereas you can still personalize them online. We yeah. don't, yeah, we don't want to lose our personalization aspect because it's really as core to our brand. Um, yeah. Would you like
0: leave a space for the name and then have a pen? With the book where the parents could write their name in, or it's just not—that's not on brand as far as the quality of how you want to yeah. deliver it goes.
1: Probably not so much. You probably have to look at generic mm. books, which is um, yeah. So it's a it's a slight shift sideways, but um, but it's something that's interesting. But if mm. yeah, and you know, it's worth having a look at to see if that could work. But it is we've got to figure out under our you know how does our brand cope with non-personalized when we are incredibly passionate about personalized. So it's just that sort of figuring out our brand values and how it might fit. Um, And also the financials. So,
0: yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Cause it it is kind of, and I mean, you know, the business 100, 100% obviously works as it is now, but it is that kind of the question I was talking to some clients this morning about it. It's just about asking all the questions and, you yeah, may or may not go with things, but it's kind of like, yeah, if we wanted to scale more into bookshops, what are all the different options that we've got for personalised and not personalised? Yeah. Um
1: exactly. Options.
0: And, and do we want to go down that path? And what's yeah. the financial reward? And what's the yeah, all those yeah. sorts of things.
1: I mean, it's a classic, I mean, you really don't know these things until you try is it you know like even when you start you know when when you start a business like this you really don't know until you you try and see what the audience i mean you can do a lot of research into audience and as we did with parents and but you've actually just got to get stuck in there and see what see where it falls right and hope the timing Mm -hmm. fits because a lot of it's timing you know
0: yeah so interesting and how have you gone with feedback from parents and customers on the product
1: yeah really good yeah it's been great feedback really positive, um, our website, although we're doing a lot more work on that at the moment, you know, it's, it's working well, you know, one of the great fears when you build a website for an online business, it's going to be, it's your shop front. If you do a big build and it's not working and people, you know, your user experience is failing, then you've got a lot more of a cost. So that, that was, that was, that's been really, really good. So, you know, we're just, we're just sort of keeping on, keeping on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And your website's super cute as well. I really like it. So yeah, I think it, I think it definitely captures. Um, I love all the illustrations. Obviously Mark has done those, but yeah, yeah. it's super yeah. cute.
1: Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun doing that. We're, we're doing a bit more work on our, um, we're actually sort of doing, yeah, website 2.0, you know, we just got to keep it moving. And then also we're looking at our branding a bit, just a brand refresh um, as well, which, you know, we just need to Need to clear that time to do that as well. I know.
0: Always the way. I'm in the middle of that at the moment. So totally get it. Totally get it. Awesome. That's so good. And I think that's really interesting. I love the fact that you did all the numbers before you launched in. Um, I think that's a really interesting one. And I do think that those relationships, you've obviously been really fortunate with the supplier that you're working with as far as the printing and drop shipping goes as well. Yeah. uh and yeah i'm so great that your partnership work because i've heard some horror stories about oh, yeah. business
1: partnerships yeah. too
0: so <laughs> it's good that it goes well especially when it's family because
1: that could be awkward that could be awkward <laughs> and i think you know like it's interesting we're all in like i'm in sydney she's in new zealand joe's tasmania marco's Melbourne. doesn't matter hasn't hasn't you know like it's great when we all get together but it's yeah. fine to be you know zoom works it works yeah
0: So good. Yeah, that's amazing. And is there anything that you feel like you and Hannah have done really well to keep that, I guess, the communication and the relationship and the, I guess, the goal, like having the same goal around like where you want the business to go or direction?
1: Yeah, we've always had a similar direction and drive. So that's been quite easy. Like it's always been, you know, whenever we can get to the tools, we're on the tools. Um, you know there's a big drive and passion to push this forward Mm -hmm. Um, and I think when we talk about you know Hannah and I's relationship I think being really um, considerate of each other and you know there's been a lot of stuff this business has already been pre launch and so we really learned how to just take it easy on each other you know just support everyone's trying to get to the same place and just you know it'll get there it'll happen Mm -hmm. yeah we both believe so much into the in this business that um that we just know it'll it'll when it's when it's right it'll get there so yeah yeah
0: awesome
1: we're all parents and it's you know we're getting there well that's been yeah one of the coolest things as well with this business has been finding our audience um as mums ourselves and You know, finding finding through it's been predominantly through Instagram. You know, uh, um, all these mums out there that are going through a similar situation and um, you know dealing with the same kind of problems or challenges that we are, and just being able to connect with them, you know, through through that has been a a huge one of our favorite achievements and like finding our audience because we sort of it definitely was a very organic. Finding, we sort of didn't know what we were doing really when we got on Instagram. We're like, hi, here we are, we've launched. <laughs> and it really has been through trial and error. I mean, you must find that with Instagram and finding, it's just trial and error. Just We just hammered down and just listened to our audience, listened to what other people were doing and finding our little niche. Yeah, Finding our, our people has been such a cool achievement. We've loved that.
0: Yeah. I think the connection is awesome. And I also think that if you can create content that you really love and that your audience love and you enjoy it, I think it just yeah. makes it like a much easier platform to use as well. Like, I mean, I'm just saying say I've built my business on Instagram really yeah, uh, and it's been amazing, but yeah, you go through ebbs and flows with it,
1: but it's such a powerful thing and it's free. It's free. It's amazing. <laughs> it is free how crazy is that like we have launched uh, yeah, we're launched through instagram as well and it's just been such an amazing tool That's it's, been so so, good. it's been great because like as we go through i mean i've got a six month old a three-year-old and a five-year-old and hannah's got a sort of six and an eight-year-old and so we're like, our journey is pretty much, you see our parenting journey through, <laughs> through the Instagram, you know? Like yeah. I posted the other day about my son and how busy he's been and what the hell's going on and how do I parent him? And it's literally yeah. like, it's our, our parenting journey. And it was yeah. even quite therapeutic to actually write it and get it out. Mm. Um, so yeah, you're seeing it, it's our journey through the, yeah, with our business, which is quite cool. So we can really tie it all together. Yeah. Just great.
0: Yeah. So good. So interesting. Love hearing about that. Yeah. Uh, and so, where can, my, uh, where can my listeners find out more about you, Flickr? I know we're going to have all of your links in the show notes, but where, for those, like I say, who are in the car or walking the yep. dog, where's yep. the best place to find you?
1: Um, the, the, all the books are housed at mybigmoments.com. So, you jump on there and you personalize your own book. Um, And then we're also um, on Instagram at My Big Moments. So jump on there and also on Facebook at My Big Moments. So jump on there and you'll find us.
0: So good. Well, congrats on the business. Sounds like it's going well. And I love the fact that you're doing things differently too. So really appreciate you coming on and sharing
1: your story. No problem. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I love bringing these stories to you. You know why? Because I think a lot of you, my audience, are mums or your women who are following your gut, who are following kind of your ideas, your creativity, the things that you want to do. And you don't always have it worked out. You don't always have it sorted. But you're just following the breadcrumbs, as I like to talk about, and finding the thing that really works for you but not just building a business but working out how it works with your life. How does it come together so that you can have the life you want, the relationships you want, the family that you want and so I do love sharing these business stories because I have to say... I started listening to, which I've shared before, how I built this podcast. And I think that it gave me a bit of a reality check on what it takes to build a business, all the different ways that you can do it, that there is no one way, there is no right way. You have to do what works for you. And I think that it's only when we hear these real stories in business about you know how long it takes and what worked and what didn't, and you know how it looks now and even working it out from this point on, I think that it just makes us all feel like we're in the right place. Like you are doing what is right for you in this moment, and that's the best thing that you can do. So really happy that Flickr was able to come onto the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. and remember to follow me on all socials at. Suze Chadwick, but thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ikson on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.